Welcome to the Housing Hour with Kevin Ray, a locally produced program devoted to bringing you a fresh perspective on housing, diving into the issues that matter most. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray is presented by Mortgage Investors Group. Now, Kevin Ray. Welcome into the Housing Hour. My name is Kevin Ray. I am your grateful host. I'm here with Mark Griffith, our executive producer and co-host. We want to thank you guys so much for stopping into the Housing Hour with us. And we're very, very thankful for all that you guys do for with us as far as communicating with us and helping us to get the word out about our show. We're so thankful. And don't forget how you can join us. It's thehousinghour.com. You can either listen to our shows there or you can certainly also share them there. Uh, We'll have the show up right after we get completed here today. Um, And also we're um, on Facebook, facebook.com slash thehousinghour. You can find us on Twitter. So it's twitter.com slash thehousinghour as well. Um, Our handle is at thehousinghour. So uh, we want you guys to plug in with us. And we know certainly that here in about the Four hours, I suppose, mm-hmm. from right now. You're going to be kicking it off there at Neyland Stadium. Don't forget to go to checkerneyland.com to make sure that you have the appropriate attire on. I've got my orange on. You're on orange. I'm on orange as well. So um, let's just make sure we get out there and we take care of business. And uh, we're excited about that. You can feel it in the air. Um, certainly going to be a beautiful day. Um, and we're just very excited about that. We had a very successful tailgate party just was last dynamite. night. Wasn't that incredible? Wow. You did a great I mean, job. Thanks. You Chris. Wow. Uh, it was just a bunch of people. It wasn't just me. Um, so anyway, let's get into our show. As you all know, we have been talking with um, one of our, our very proud and happy um, experts with us, Scott Higgins. He's with Prudent Energy Systems, and he's been around here with us for a long time now, and he's been the person that we've went to when we've had energy questions and we've had home energy efficiency questions. He's kind of been our guy. He's kind of been the person that we've plugged in with, and Mark found him, uh, I guess, doing a Google search a couple of years. Just I can't looking remember. looking for it online. Right, and so he's he's doing his SEO correctly, at least. At least we know that. Um, and for most people, they don't know what that means, that's okay. So Scott came out and he did your home. He helped to find out what was inefficient in your home. So re kind of unpacking that for everybody. Scott is a a technician of, of a really specific trade. And what he does is he can come in and audit a home and look to see where the leaks may be occurring um, when it comes to your thermal envelope. So he's going to to look at your thermal envelope, and he's going to dive in there. He has all kinds of testing devices that he's going to really dial in and be able to specifically find out where those pockets of air are escaping. And so we went and did that with Mark. Mark's home um, was doing pretty better than mine, certainly, but it had, what, 12 or 13 air exchanges. Explain that. 11 air exchanges per hour, and he reduced it once I got him to seal the home properly, reduced it down to about six or five. Six six and a half. Six and a half. So, So that was a significant savings for me. Yeah, and I mean, the big thing for you was that you hired him to come in, and he was a guest on the show, and he analyzed everything. He gave you a, a plan, and then you executed that plan. And it was very efficient, not just what you were doing, but also how the process happened. Because he didn't, you know, he's not in it to say, oh, I'm trying to sell you all this stuff. I mean, it's just, hey, you can do this or I can do this. Here's what your plan of attack is. Yeah, so he gave me like a uh, menu, and I just picked a la carte mm-hmm. what I could afford and off the, the low-hanging fruit, as he would describe. Mm-hmm. 
and just right. went from there. Exactly. Absolutely. Just pick those little lion fruits and start from the top and, and work your way down. And the thing is, you know, yeah, there is an expense involved, but, you know, it's it's an expense that, you know, you know, you also recoup too over time, which, you know, to me is, a, you know, a windfall. Absolutely. Well, not just that, but you also have the benefit of knowing that you're helping the the, the, the whole earth, really. I mean, I know I'm putting that in big terms, but if you, because our big um, task at hand for this generation and for those of us who are continuing buying homes and building homes is to be responsible with our footprint, our, our mm-hmm. carbon footprint. And if we, the smaller that we can make that, the more that we can grow our, our neighborhoods and the better off that we can be as a country. Because, I mean, energy is obviously one of the, the keystone issues going forward in our geopolitical you know, uh, outlook. So we have to make sure we're on top of that. It's a small thing that we can do. So you, you did that. You're seeing great benefits from it. You're saving lots of money. Um, your wife is happy because it's limited the dust in the home oh, absolutely. and you're happy because you share the home responsibilities, right? That's right. <laughs> so, um, and as well as I do, well, that's a lie. I the, don't do as much as you do. has been put away. Okay. So, so yeah. then, you know, I had been, you know, researching this and been listening to you and, and so I decided, you know what, let's do this. Let's, mm-hmm. let's have Scott come out. So Scott came out to my house. He looked over everything. He brought the same equipment. He did all the same things that he did for you. And he discovered quite a bit of um, holes in mine. So if you don't mind, Scott, why don't you unpack just briefly what you discovered at my home, some of the, the low-hanging fruit, <laughs> if uh, you will. Absolutely. You know, and, and again, you know, it's looking at that thermal and air pressure boundary, um, you know, keeping those in alignment. But not only that, uh, making sure, you know, that, that where you're putting energy in, you're not losing energy. Um, you know, so, so by doing that and looking at the house as a system and taking that approach, you know, with the equipment, uh, you know, it's definitely how you're going to, you know, zero in on those inefficiencies, but more importantly, be able to, to prioritize them. So with that approach, you know, we, we, we establish a baseline. Well, where's your house at, you know, air changes per hour? Um, and, you know, once we determine that, we can go, you know, room by room. Um, and, you know, identify, you know, which areas are more or less disconnected from your home, mm-hmm. um, you know, and then that's where we can put that plan of action together. You know, that looking at the mechanical system, uh, you know, are there any leaks in the ducts, you know, on the return side or supply mm-hmm. side? Um, and, you know, just just where this these disconnections are occurring. So we, and let me matter of fact, let me bring Keith in because we weren't going to bring him into the next segment. But I think this is a good point to do that because Keith is with us and Keith is with Keith Powell Heating and Cooling, correct? That's the name of your company? Yes, Keith Powell Heating and Cooling out of Oak Ridge. That's easy to remember since that's your name. That's yes. really good. That was smart of you. Um, so I wanted to bring you in because it wasn't necessarily that the contractor did something wrong in my home, right? Correct. And it, it maybe it wasn't even something that the contractor who did the heating and cooling, I don't even know who that was. But, Keith, when you're when you're doing new construction, right, and you have a builder that you're working with, uh, what do you do to ensure that, some of this stuff is taken care of because energy efficiency is one of your priorities at your company, it sounds like. So what are some things that you do to keep the home connected and all those things? What we do is try not to – everybody has to have right-of-ways. Mm-hmm. Cut holes to get you duck through. The electrician pulls his wires through, the plumbers. But we go back and try to seal the holes and cut them as, as tight as you can. Mm-hmm. So that's where you get all your air exchanges. And then, you know, if you've got 10 air, 13 air exchanges an hour, I've got to heat and cool those air exchanges. Mm -hmm. So that's where you get your utilities. 
high. Right. So if you're going to lose all of your air, we got to bring it back in and cool that air again. Mm. So that's, that's that's costly. Yes, it's costly. Now, costly when you when you look equipment, at, yeah, as well, yeah, and bigger equipment sometimes well, we, it's too yeah. small. You had talked a couple of shows ago, Keith, because we had you on. We were talking about some other stuff, some of the things that we also put in the appliances. That's part of what this is all about. The the um, one thing that I know is that if you're going to have a home that's going to be efficient, you can't just seal. You need to make sure that there's other some other things that are are good in your home when it comes to um, your heating and air unit, your heat pump, and all those things. But is it a matter of workmanship when it comes to how tight the home is? Is it a matter of maybe the builders, they just didn't realize, I guess, as they've built these homes? Because there's a lot of homes that are a lot worse than mine or Mark's. And did they just not realize, that, hey, we need to cock that around where that, where that, um, where this particular VIN is, for instance. Is that maybe what part of this was in the past or, or not? Yes. yes it is. It. No one, you know, thought about it. And it's just a quick overview is just you know we're done everything's finished with the job but just to go back with a caulk gun and re mm-hmm. the holes makes a big difference but you know 10 years 15 years five years ago yeah no one ever thought about doing that right well and that's a good point and so thank you for adding to that and we're going to be having keith the next segment we're going to be talking about geothermal which is an amazing technology and he actually installs that and so we'll talk to him in a moment so back to my house um when you were able to uncover all these problems and you mentioned the house not being connected, the third floor, you know, because heat rises and air rises. It comes from like a chimney, right? It goes from the bottom to the top. Exactly. And so stack effect. Stack effect. And you mentioned if you still, if you had that geothermal, not geothermal, but that thermal camera mm-hmm. um, now, and if we had taken that up to my third floor, it really would have been amazing probably, right? Well, you could have seen little dollar bills actually going up. You would have seen little Benji's hopping out. <laughs> <laughs> little Benji's, yes. Um, but yeah, with with that, um, you know, and, and and it's not as if it was a complicated process or a complicated fix, um, you know. And, and it wasn't. Keep in mind, I mean, you know, the stuff that we did, you know, it's it's you you wouldn't see it unless you right. were looking for it, and you'd have to be in your attic or crawl space. But I mean, there was you know nothing, you know, I guess too inconvenient from for a homeowner standpoint to do these type retrofits mm-hmm. but with the bonus room for example i mean you know you're you had uh two rooms the third floor bon- the third third floor yeah. bonus room two, mm-hmm. two two uh two attic doors both mm-hmm. on opposite sides but neither one of them were insulated did you like the tape attic. job i had done oh, i was beautiful i like the blue tape <laughs> i see where you ran out halfway through and switched over to uh, masking tape right because i you know go ahead you can explain but there was there was no sealing that was done so i went back and sealed it with tape until you could come out well and and you know walking up there from you know after you had done that mm-hmm. compared to the when we initially done the audit mm-hmm. um you know it it didn't hit you in the face as if it was an attic right. area. Um, right. You know, you could definitely tell that there was somewhat of a, of a disconnection at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, just, just with that. Cause Scott bit. Higgins hadn't come in yet, right. <laughs> but it was effective. And, you know, even though it was short term, right. You know, and now you've got a gasketed door, right. You know, the same doors are still there too. keep in mind, but now they're insulated and gas. And see, that's a small little detail that, I mean, when a bit, when those builders, when, when he put those doors up there, I guarantee you it wasn't malice at, at, by any means. They thought these are good doors. We're putting them up. They just weren't sealed. They weren't sealed, and nobody's right. going to check that. Right. Um, you know, there's a lot of things throughout the building process that just get left behind the, you know, they're just falling right. in the gaps. You know, one example that we were just talking about with Keith is, you know, wh- where who, who's responsible for caulking the supply boots to the sheetrock? 
Right. Um, is it the mechanical contractor? You know, you're going to have your painters do it. But it's just something that, you know, you, on new construction particularly, but that one of those areas that you would need to convey to the builder. Same with, you know, plumbing penetrations and electrical penetrations, mm-hmm. um, especially when you get into the big ones, you know, underneath a tub that's uh, above a crawl space. And, and one of the big pushes that Mark discovered when we were starting our new series this year was some of the new um, regulations that mm-hmm. came down from Farragut, I think, was the initial one that started it. And, and Knox County is, is adopting them Knox, a little bit slowly. And all, yeah, yes, sir. Right. But I was just going to mention that going forward, you know, I see in five years that the standards are going to be more stringent. I mean, wouldn't you say, Mark, well, that's correct? And, and the big thing is it's going to be more stringent for new construction going forward. Mm-hmm. And uh, But everything that's been built before then is holy. Mm-hmm. Very leaky <laughs> yeah. and holy, exactly. more holy than righteous, right? As right. what we say in, in right. Knoxville. But uh, you know, so it's it, we've got a huge amount of the housing stock that is improperly sealed mm-hmm. and exchanging at this rate. That your exchange, my house was built in 1980. Your house was built when uh, 2008, I think. And yeah. we have the same, just about the same exchange exchanges. Right. Uh, Right. Per hour. So you went in, you did those new, you sealed those doors up there, right? Yes. Then also down in the crawl space was another big hole. We got a short period of time, but explain what you did in the crawl space. Se- several holes, uh, you know, alluded plumbing penetrations, you know, where you've got what's called a P-trap, which mm-hmm. you know, anyway, prevents sewer gas from coming back into the living space. But that goes below what's called the subfloor where you would have hardwood or tile. But, you know, where that hole is, it's underneath the tub. Nobody thinks to look there, nor mm-hmm. will you ever look there unless you're in the crawl space. The problem is two things. One, it's not insulated typically, mm-hmm. um, or if it is insulated, um, you know, it, it could be sagging. But the bigger problem is, is there's a hole in your subfloor which needs to be sealed. Mm-hmm. Um, that's allowing um, crawl space air to uh, infiltrate the living space. In addition, bugs, rodents, et cetera, et cetera. An easy, easy fix just by making that air barrier with mm-hmm. subfloor continuous. So, did you just seal that one area, or was there other fixtures that you there sealed? Were Quite a few fixtures. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, <laughs> quite, right. quite a few. Um, you know, you, you know, you. The, that's one example of a plumbing penetration. Yeah. Um, there were several throughout. Um, you know, you've also got your electrical. Mm-hmm. And then there were some interesting things underneath the uh, the chimney um, that's in the middle of your house. <laughs> well, you say interesting things. Do you mean like some sort of ancient ruins or what? <laughs> uh, Indiana Jones would have had, fun, right. but uh, just really large holes. Oh, okay. The problem, and did you that, seal those? Absolutely. And the and the issue with that is is you know that's an interior cavity in your house, mm. and also to that chimney at the top of it has a has a significant hole that's connected to the attic as did well. Did you connect that? Or, yes. Um, well, you know what? I'm going to take the first five minutes of the next segment just so we can finish up this discussion because we're running out of time in this segment. But before we get started with Keith and the geothermal, hang that, that right there. You've got that thought. Don't even move because I want you to continue on that thought in a moment. Right after these messages, you're listening to the Housing Hour right here on WOKI. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what is really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. Welcome back into the Housing Hour. Kevin Ray back here with you. want to tell you guys about a company that uh, Mark and I definitely believe very much in. It's Admiral Title. Admiral Title is uh, doing home closings. And what we do is we hand off the baton to Admiral Title, and they take it to the finish line. You need somebody that's going to close your loan that's going to know what they're doing. They're going to know how to close a loan, and they're going to have experience. And experience matters when it comes to home financing. 
you need to have someone you can trust. So if you're a lender out there or a realtor that really wants to build a relationship with a trusted advisor in the closing business, Admiral Title is the place for you. You can give them a call at 865-531-6060. Tell them the housing hour sent you. All right, we are back here, and we were talking, and we're going to take a couple of minutes to wrap up my my um, audit and then my solution that you executed for us. Um, you were talking about the inside of the home. There is a uh, natural gas, or not natural gas, but it's a it's a it's a fireplace that we never use. But you had mentioned to me when we did the audit that you noticed that there was some errors in the thermal boundary. There were some holes, if you will. Uh, yes, talk uh, about that. Real okay, quick. so. Fireplace, the the idea is, you know, you make your fire, it goes up the flue, mm-hmm. the metal pipe goes out the chimney. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the plan. The smoke doesn't get into the cavity that's built around the fireplace, which if you're driving by and you look at, you know, a chimney, you see the box, that's mm-hmm. the ch- fireplace cavity. Mm-hmm. Okay. So in your particular case, your cavity where your fireplace was, um, there was two really large holes um, from the uh, cross space side. Mm-hmm. but. To make it worse, there's also a large one um, uh, at the upper level. And keep in mind, heat rises. And when it does rise, it brings in, you know, it, it get every cubic foot of air out of your house is one cubic foot in. Mm-hmm. So when that heat rises, it's getting replaced by the crawl space air, which is, you know, you have an in, with an inadequate vapor barrier. Um, you know, vapor you're barrier. Introducing yeah. the mold and mildew and, and mm-hmm. whatnot, all those indoor contaminants. Mm-hmm. The idea, um, you know, is to not get the best air filter you possibly can to mm-hmm. filter them out, mm-hmm. but to stop it at the source. So right. that's what we're looking at. Um, right. But anyway. On so the hole was in the in the crawl space. You filled that. So at, at least the, at least we have that filled. It still needs to be corrected at the top of the chimney because there's still that hole that is there. Correct. correct. Which at least we have the, that one filled, so that helps it, but still there's still air that's that's coming in that shouldn't. Correct? Yes. Okay. So that is one thing that we need to do, and um, go ahead and put me on your books because we want to get that done as soon as possible. So you you sealed all of the the things in the crawl space. Mm-hmm. You put the 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 things on the both the doors. What did you call those? We insulated and gasketed the doors. Okay, um, and then you also did that because I also have a media room that has the sa- basically the same setup. It's two doors mm-hmm. on either side of the room, and then I have um, kind of attic spaces on each side. You sealed those as well. Those are gaskets. The tape job was well on those. I only did one of those, though. <laughs> I didn't have time for the other one. <laughs> Running out of tape. <laughs> yeah, I was. Um, but, yeah, yeah, took took care of that. And, and you know, going back to, you know, it's it's identifying those low-lying fruits mm-hmm. and, you know, working, striking that balance between, um, you know, economic, um, you know, reasonability for the consumer, but, you know, also, you know, what's going to give them the most big bang for their buck. So, right. you know, by just offering that cafe menu, you know, now we can look at, you know, the other options on it, such as the one capping off the, the top of that. And, um, you know, it's just yeah. nice to sort of have that in your arsenal and be like, okay, well, it's starting to get yeah. cold out. You know what? To- I, I've, you know, I've been alive now for some time and I've dealt with a lot of people. And this is an endorsement for Scott because, mm-hmm. you know, you deal with people all the time in different, different, you know, type of industries. And you just overwhelmingly get this sense that, you know what, you're trying to sell me something, you know, and, and I do not get that with Scott. And I've seen, you know, prima facie evidence that he's an honest guy. I mean, he, he just right. does it right. And so that's why I would definitely recommend we're getting into the season where it's going to start getting colder. And he's just a guy that will help you identify some things. I feel like he's just a friend. He's like, here, man, you know, let me help you out. You know, here's some things that you should do. And I'm going to tell you, because I've gone to Home Depot, 
when it's gotten cold and try to get some products to seal, seal the house. I thought I understood being in the housing business. My father was a builder. I thought I knew where these holes were. I had no idea mm-hmm. until he, he did put the equipment up and it determined where the holes were. Yeah. So, I mean, you, the, you drilled a hole, you took a hole out in your house for a dog door. Yeah, that was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> that was a mistake. He pointed that out several yeah. times. And so have you, thank you. <laughs> but you're right. You, you knew a lot about housing. I knew it. Yeah. But but there's still a lot of holes that I did not know. Mm-hmm. And I mean there was a there was a, a hole in my floor where the Comcast was gonna put a cable up through for mm-hmm. the uh, internet, mm-hmm. but they never did. And I had no idea it was there. When he put the blower door test on, that thing was like a, a spike whistle. of air. <laughs> it was like a, <laughs> I couldn't believe it. It was lifting things up in the corner. Wow. Just one little mm-hmm. hole, a quarter inch hole. That's incredible. That's what's that, coming through your house. Yeah. So, so Scott Higgins, you can find, we've got him right there on the front mm-hmm. on, on the housinghour.com. So we'd recommend that you go reach out to Scott, find out what you can do. It's so easy and it's so cost effective. And, um, you know, we're going to continue to talk about it because that's what we just feel. That's our, we have this platform and we feel it's important to let people know about important things. And this is one of them. So let's transition a little bit because here's the deal. When you're looking at home efficiency, one thing that I've learned, one of the few things I've learned in, in this whole series, I've learned a lot, but that I can actually remember is that you need to seal first. You need to audit then you need a seal. Then you can talk about going out there and doing the geothermal or the you know the solar or whatever else that you want to do. So we brought in and, and we had him on a couple of weeks ago. We had Keith on. We were talking about a lot of different things. We were talking about appliances and air conditioning units and heat pumps and things. Energy star heat pumps. Energy star heat mm-hmm. pumps because that's a whole other show. And go to the housinghour.com and you can learn more about that. But we wanted to bring him in to talk about geothermal. And geothermal, for those of you who are wondering, um, for, for Mark is geothermal or whatever. Uh, gerbils. Gerbil. Yeah, we had a, I made a mistake. It's hard to pronounce that. <laughs> but basically, and I want Keith to talk about it, but geothermal is basically taking the heat from the earth and utilizing it into your home in a safe and effective way. And it's just an incredible concept. But I had to Google um, geothermal for dummies, actually. And so do that. I would recommend that. Or Keith may have some information on his site, but maybe Scott as well. So don't, you know, you may want to go to a better source. But if you don't mind, Keith, why don't you, for us, the the layman, the person who may not know a lot about it, and we'll have Scott talk about it too, but what is, what is geothermal? The, the easiest way to think about it is you have an outside unit that is sitting outside in the 95 degree temperatures or it's, you know, it's, it's 10 degrees outside. Mm-hmm. That unit is gone. It is actually, uh, you could take it mm-hmm. and put it in the ground. Mm-hmm. It's gone. So you're, you're, what you're doing is you replace that unit with piping under the ground and that gives you ground temperatures around 50 degrees. So you're heating your house. It's 50 degrees outside. You're heating your house. Or you're cooling your house at 50 degrees. Mm-hmm. So that, that's what helps the system work so much efficiently, efficiently is you always have 50-degree temperatures outside. Well, not only that, but I would imagine that the unit not being there to have the wind, the rain, everything else, would it help for that unit to last longer as well, would you think? Yes, I'm seeing some last 20 to 25 years. They wow. last, you know, the uh, life expectancy of your heat pumps now are 10 to 15 years, and I'm seeing these 20 and 25 years. Now, if this is something that people want to do, first of all, Scott, tell us, is this for everybody, geothermal? I mean, is it, for, is it something that everybody could do, or is there certain situations where you're like, eh, that's probably not smart? Um, it, it's an extremely efficient system. Um, you know, I guess it would go in line with 
you know, I guess what's that consumer's uh, goals, um, you know, because, mm-hmm. and Keith, correct me if I'm wrong, but sometimes when you get into a geothermal on a new or existing home, um, you know, the cost can can yes, be yes. a driving decision factor on whether or not to go with that type system or just replace the existing. Um, but in new construction, um, you know, it's definitely a much more attractive option just because, you know, it's a site-built home and, and – uh, but you need to make sure that you're going to be staying there. Mm-hmm. If you're going to sell in 10 right. to 12 years, it's, it's not worth doing because it's you know, a, lot, a lot of cost up front. So if you're planning on this is it, I'm staying at this house for 30 years, you're going to get your money back plus some. So it's, it's a good investment. And I would imagine, too, and I'm sorry, Mark, I'll let you go in a second, that over time, just like solar, you know, solar became very popular. And so the prices have come down a little bit because you have more people that are developing these new products and you have more people out there in the marketplace. So that supply and demand type thing, geothermal has been around for a long, long time. This is not new technology, but the more that the carbon footprint becomes important in the lives of Americans, the more this type of service is going to be available and maybe it will push the prices down because the equipment price will go down over time. Well, and I was just wondering, is square footage a bigger determinant than cost? I mean, if you're going to be he- heating a, a 1,200 square foot home versus a five, six, 7,000, is that where you start to see the benefit of doing this yes. type of system? Yes, it would. If you, you know, if you've got a 1,200 square foot house and you've done all of the Energy Star upgrades to it, you wouldn't get your money back on the geothermal, so you need to be somewhere around two thousand, five thousand, seven thousand square foot house. Mm-hmm. And plus, you get a, there's a thirty percent tax credit out there, and that tax credit is off your bottom line. It isn't just a tax deduction; mm-hmm. it is an actual true credit. So that that helps out a that's whole huge. bunch. That is good. That's huge. I mean, I that's a that. that's a thirty percent discount on the product. Basically, is that what that amounts to? Yes, because yes. that's just that's just like a thirty percent bottom line. Um, the total item. cost, like labor and labor and everything. Wow, hmm. and and that's another thing too that we haven't even touched on because, you know, the the tax credit you mentioned that I mean the, also for the the I want to say keeps want to say OnStar appliances, but those Energy pro- Star. the Energy Star <laughs> <laughs> appliances, which you needed today by the way, but the Energy Star um, appliances. I mean, there, are there tax credits on those products as well, or am I mistaken? No, those is those have went away. Those have went away. Yeah. Um, let's edit that out. No, I'm kidding. No, but I mean, you just need to know what your tax credits are because when your tax accountant does is not going to know most of this stuff. If you're putting geothermal in, then you need to be discussing this on the front end. Well, what are these this equipment for geothermal is this Energy Star stuff rated also, or is that out of out of the? Yes, government? those are Energy Star rated because you know you're looking on those about twenty five sear. Twenty five what sear. The, the, the SEER rating is the, oh, the oh, higher the gotcha. SEER rating, the less it costs to operate. Okay, gotcha. Gotcha. So so that's a high number. Yes, that's a very yeah. high number on the okay. geothermal. So so let me ask you this question. Um, when it comes to uh, geothermal, is it a better buy? Like let's say somebody has, like in my home, for instance, it's been since 2008. It would probably be more cost effective from a cost standpoint to do it when you're building a new home. Yes. Would you yes. say? Because the piping and all that can be just set initially. You're not having to rip out as much. Is that correct? Yes, that is correct. And plus, okay. you don't have to. Now, none of the grass and stuff's uh, been sold yet. So mm-hmm. you get out and be able to get all the piping in before the final grade's done. So so do you do this a lot? Or is this something that's just catching on, not catching on at all? Or It, it goes, uh, we've done uh, a couple. We've we probably done two jobs last year, but mm-hmm. then we've not done one this year. It just mm-hmm. come, it comes in spurts. 
And this one that you mentioned a couple of weeks ago, I think it was a pretty big home that you did. Yes, we had, he had five systems and he was on <laughs> propane and propane is very expensive to heat your house with. And we right. changed out five and had a lot of piping. And, and did, how much was a job like that? About 75000 And so he's going to get a 30% tax credit on that. And also, I bet you, and I don't know if you can tell us or even know what the cost savings would be. Because let's say five propane tanks, heating and cooling or whatever, however that works. Let's say that cost, you know, five, $600, I would imagine, a month at least to air condition that home. Would you say that's a fair statement? Yes, I think he sometimes on the the cold winter months was getting to be about $800. Okay. What might he see with a geo system? Now, granted, we know it's it's more expensive on the front end, but how much would it now go down to? He's we, down to about $300 a month on the cold go. winter. See there? There you go. So it's a house payment. And so and you just yes, have to it you just do that math. I mean, we're talking 500, you know, 75,000 was the cost. However, 30%, you got to take that into a, in, into account. And so at the end of the day, you know, like you mentioned, 10 years, I mean, he's he's making money hand over fist. Plus, he's shrinking his carbon footprint. I mean, that thing is way more efficient than the propane. Oh, yes, a whole lot of efficient. He's very happy with it. And not only that, but propane cost goes up and down, right? Am yes, I not yes, when it's cold outside, propane goes up. And, I mean, <laughs> is it not also um, based upon the market value? I mean, as gas goes up. Yeah. Right? I yes. Mean, yes, it does. And and propane costs more than natural gas. Okay. All right. Well, okay. Well, now we're getting to a whole other discussion. What's the difference? We can talk about that in the next seg- yeah. segment because I think the geothermal is what this guy wanted to go to. Yes. So he clearly wanted to get out of. And now, so this is an example for people that are listening now. Like I mentioned, geothermal may not be for everyone, but it's certainly – and another thing, if you own a building, like a commercial building, mm-hmm. and you know you have a lot of square footage – I'm not saying this would be a perfect situation for you, but if you own this lot and you own this building, it may be something to consider. And we'll give you Keith's information in the next segment and talk to him more about all of that right when we get back right here on The Housing Hour. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what is really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. Welcome back into the housing hour. We're here talking energy. I hope that you have a lot of energy because you're going to need it at 12 o'clock at Neyland Stadium. It's football time in Tennessee. I'm excited. I'll tell you what, got uh, a whole crew going over there. Uh, My uncle. I got my mom, my step, well, soon to be stepdad, my two kids, my yeah, wife. Yeah, I liked your post on Facebook, by oh, the way. Oh, yeah. About you the said, parking I need pass. a parking pass because I'm driving old people. <laughs> <laughs> and then my mom responded to that. I didn't think she'd see that. But I was being serious because I needed to get them up there close to the stadium. They don't have the energy for all that. I was really talking about myself, I'll be honest with you. Um, so, anyway, look forward to this afternoon. Hope you guys get out there and scream as loud as you can. Um, and we're back in here to the housing hour. We've been talking about a lot of different topics, but we've been talking about home efficiency and energy, and we've been talking about geothermal. And we were talking off air a little bit about some co- corporations, some commercial properties that Mark knew about and others, and some churches that have went ventured into the geothermal um, arena. And it, it's happening. You know, the the commercial side of this is certainly happening. And one of the things that Keith said that definitely raised my alert, 
uniqueness to this um, this uh, subject that he just now said was about the cost because this is this is a no brainer uh, technology. I mean, it's been proven time and time again. It's the one of the most efficient ways to heat and cool your home, and you know, hot water and all of that. But it, right now, we're dealing with the cost. Keith, can can you kind of expand upon your comment because? It's hard to sell. I mean, yeah, it works, but it's almost like it's the rich man's technology. You, everybody can't afford it, right? Yes, yes. That's the the cost is uh, is what a lot of people looks at and says, "No, I don't want to do that." But then right. they'll go and buy a ten thousand dollars chandelier, right, or that new house. And so, you know, so, oh, so, you know, sometimes I'm like, man, you know, yeah. that doesn't get you anything. So if you get to stand there and look at it and say, "Man, that looks good." Right, but yeah, you you know even with the geothermal, <laughs> that's a you, good point. You get free hot water too because we yeah. can use what heat we take out of the house to throw outside. Mm-hmm. We can use it to generate hot water. Is it aqua clear water? Yes, aqua clear. <laughs> so you can drink it also. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to start singing that song. It's very catchy, but no, that's a good point because. Um, people do spend a lot of when they're when somebody's doing a new construction. I mean, I've seen hundreds of contracts between a builder and a seller i mean a a builder and a, a buyer and you know you see the line item of the things that they're buying you know and, and and it comes down to cost it comes down to hey i'm putting this much money into this i'm putting this much money into that you could easily reconfigure some of these numbers and do some things that would better your home to be more energy efficient. But he makes a good point, Mark, about the chandelier part. Well, everybody has their price point, and right. you know, emotion plays into big time in purchasing a home. So when you have chandeliers and some big ticket item, maybe it's the pool in the backyard. You know, it's it's hard to offset those things. But it, it's a geothermal would heat the pool. It, it would heat the pool. Yes, we can generate hot water. Absolutely. For the pool. But my question is, how much ground? Because you mentioned pipes underground, and and you know it's easier on a new construction. How much area is required on you know? Because most of the heat pumps are on the side yard, and typically side yards aren't really a lot. You know, you don't have a lot of ground. If if you don't have a lot of ground, we can still get it in there by just uh, drilling well, just drilling a six inch hole. You know, thirty feet. 50 feet down into the ground mm-hmm. so you won't have to have a you know to use a field line like if you think about yeah it. that's what i was kind of thinking of a field yes. line for a septic tank it's not like that no no you can you can drill straight down have a well or you if you got the ground it's it's cheaper to do it like the field lines but it, but the technology's got better now we can do uh you can uh, stack them on top of each other so uh, that helps. We don't have to use as much square footage as we used to. So mm-hmm. it's, got, it's got easier to do. When I was in, when we went to uh, Mexico just last year, and we went to the middle of Mexico, it was, I can't remember the name of the city, but anyway, there was a hot springs there. And the hot springs, it was a huge hot springs. And I mean, I, I had just never really heard of this. I know it, it's been around for a long time. And so for people that are listening, they're trying to figure out what is geothermal? I, I don't have you know, the ability to Google that right now. Well, there's heat, there's na- there's natural heat just not too far below the surface that, that you can tap into. And these natural springs, I'm not suggesting that geothermal is the same thing, but it does go to the, to the point, like when I was in Hawaii, this has been 10 years ago, there was areas where steam was coming off of the earth. I mean, there's these natural You're on an active volcano. Kevin. Yeah, this this <laughs> no, this this was this that was absolutely. There's no doubt about that. But like, for instance, in Mexico, um, this was nowhere near a volcano. There was just natural hot springs. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I read something as I was researching the show in Iceland. It's a very, very, uh, very, very thermal ground all over the place. So when people think about, you know, well, what am I tapping into? Is it dangerous? 
am I tapping into something that, you know, you know, uh, y'all have seen the show, the, the oil that, that comes out of the ground. I mean, you know, is there anything dangerous about geothermal? No, it's no, it's nothing dangerous about it because all you're doing is just putting three-quarter inch pipe underground mm-hmm. and you're circulating water with a little bit of antifreeze mixed with it. And, and what is that circulating into? It's circulating into the unit inside. I know, but what is the heat that's below the surface? For the layman out there, I mean, what are we talking about? Where is that heat coming from? Where? What is that? That's just uh, the ground itself stays around 56 degrees. So you're circulating. Okay. You're taking like if it's uh, hot in your house, you're taking the hot water or the hot out of your house. It heats mm-hmm. the, the uh, water temperature in the pipe up. So you take it outside and get rid of it in the ground. It disperses it in the ground. Then it cools the pipe back down and brings the cooler water back in, and it just keeps circulating it. And that's how you're heating your house. So it, it's not cooling. the only thing. It's not the only thing. It's just it's it's allowing your other systems to not have to work as hard. Is yes, that, okay. yes, that's what it is. And you're just using a fan to blow across the coal to uh, put the, either the heat or the coal in your house. Is about the easiest way you can explain. What about ongoing maintenance? We know heat pumps; mm-hmm. they have to have antifreeze or Freon put in, and it breaks down every now and again. What about this? The sealed system out out in the ground, you never do anything with it. It's sealed forever. It doesn't lose water. So the only thing you've got is just the equipment inside. You're maintenance twice a year, just like a regular heat pump. That's really something to think about, too, because if if the maintenance um, is a, a, an issue for some, I mean, because it's not that, I mean, the maintenance you just mentioned, I mean, there's not a lot to it. But what could be some of the big ticket items? What wears out the quickest? You know, if somebody buys a system for $75,000, you know, what's going to be the first kind of big ticket item they're going to have to purchase from you? I'm, the big ticket item would just be like a fan motor, which would be 600 bucks. Okay. That'd be your biggest. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're seeing compressors run in 20 years. Mm, wow. So, uh, we That's awesome. A, we had a customer down in Teleco Village. Hers lasted 25 years. That's incredible. Well, if I'm looking at this unit, you know, and, and I'm trying to compare whether I should get a, a high sear electrical heat pump or maybe a natural gas heat pump, a train or whatever those units are, and versus a geothermal, what? how can you help the customer make that decision in the costs involved versus savings? We can uh, uh, tell you close to it about what your utilities bill would be with natural gas heat pump or the geothermal. We can mm. kindly break it down for you and let you see what so you can find your break even point using all those systems. Yes. You can find your break even point. Cool. Yeah. Because if you were using that $75,000 number and then you take the $30,000, ta- I mean the 30% tax credit, and then you divide that by the $500 a month that it's saving him, you know, that's less than like 90 months, basically. I mean, I know that there's a lot of working numbers there, but just giving you a general idea, that's less than 10 years we're talking, you know, once you factor in the other things. So, you know, but you're saying, Keith, that you could come in and do, you know, an analysis, you know, do, give them a good faith estimate with some price points, some costs, break even points, and that, so people can make an educated choice. Yes. And just yeah. remember that 75000 you keep talking about was five systems. Right. I know. Exactly. That's a big house. That's a, that's a big house. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, a lot of people with 75000 no way, but no, right. that was a big house. Right. Five systems. So, you know, not that this is a, a price guess here, but, you know, if you have just a couple of two systems or even just one, it's going to be significantly less. Yes. You could look at, you know, one system to two systems. You're looking anywhere between 18 to 25,000. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. So, you know, putting in a heat pump, I mean, it's not that much more. No, it's than not. a hot yeah, heat pump. No, it's not. 
So that that makes it all worth it. I mean, it, it, you should l- at least run the numbers and you know check out the difference. I yes, think. yes. Do I, try to educate yourself and run the numbers. That are you going to are you going to think about doing this for your home? Well, or? you know, we've been talking about a lot of mm-hmm. subjects on energy efficiency in homes, mm-hmm. solar energy. You know, with the panels we had oh, yeah. Harvey. So you know, you have to weigh. You know, is, is this is this generating energy savings or is like a heat pump? I mean, if I was looking at a geothermal versus, I might put in a you know a solar panel on my house. Should you do both, or is one? I mean, should I go with an electric heat pump if I'm going to put in a solar? Since it's electric, right? Well, but yes, I would. Yeah. I wouldn't do both. See, I wouldn't do both. see, that's that's what I was wondering. You know, so unless you just had some extra cash and you just wanted to do a little experiment because and, you're Kevin and you like the toys, that's right. it. <laughs> you know, you could do that if you wanted to do it that well, way. Well, Wamplers, for instance, Wampler oh, yeah. Sausage, they have a system. Have you heard of what they have yes, out there? Yes. I mean, they have, a, and you may know more about it than me, but basically, they're they're a zero energy that they use off the grid they're actually pouring a lot back onto the grid because they use the animal matter after they slaughter the pigs and they're utilizing that in the switchgrass or something do you yeah, know can, can you talk about that or do you know much no, about i don't that? know much about that it's amazing they, they have We've a chip had, machine yeah we need to get harvey back on we need to get harvey back on but it, it's really amazing technology and they're doing that and they're self-sufficient um, but also the Knoxville Zoo is another company that has went to solar um, for the elephant cages. So they built these. I went to the grand opening of it. They have these huge solar units on top of the elephant cages, which basically takes care of um, all of the needs that the elephants have as far as energy goes. And then, you know, they have waste matter and so forth. And that all gets put back into it. It's amazing. And I think that that's where the future is. That's where we're going. But like Keith mentioned um, very appropriately, it's it's so much about cost because Keith would love to sell geothermal all day long. But, you know, he has to deal with as a company, you know, there's only so much you can do when something is is so expensive. You can talk about the savings all day long, but it's probably easier for him to sell a really solid unit that he has you know, just that that you're marketing on a daily basis. So while in the remaining moments that we have, let's move away from that just for a few seconds. What would you be able to do for people that are getting ready to um, get a new system? Maybe they they just can't afford geothermal, or maybe they just want to get something that's solid, something that you just have right there at your at your warehouse. What are what what can you offer people um, that are needing to replace their units right now? Right now, we uh, a good offer would be a 16-seer and do some duct sealing and check and make mm-hmm. sure we don't have any big gaping holes like uh, Scott mm-hmm. was talking about. And then you have some TVA financing that would come in and finance that heat pump for you. And the good thing about that is they come and do the inspection and turn the heat pump on and make sure it's working correctly mm-hmm. instead of just trusting me saying, hey, I'm finished. It's working like it's supposed to. Right. You know, here's your bill. Right, uh, before right. before we get paid, TVA comes in and does a good inspection on it to make sure that, that you yeah. did get what you paid for and it is operating correctly. And we could also, you could partner with Scott as well, maybe do a, a pre-audit of the home. And then, you know, because I'd say that even if you're putting in new units, it's still a good idea to seal. It's still, a, yeah. you know, you may not be doing geothermal, you may not be doing solar or any of this other stuff, well, but it's a good like, idea. Like Keith said, you seal your ductwork. Well, that's what um, right. Scott does. But, you know, there's other holes in your house that you need to expose. Yes, yeah. it is. Yeah, because you, you may have a 16 sear, but it may be operating like a 10 sear because you got all these holes. Yes, I mean, it's running all the time because of all the air coming into the house. Right. Losing energy all the time. Yeah, because and that's what Scott told us early on. He said, this is the equivalent of having four windows wide open in your home <laughs> because of the amount of 
of, of exchanges that was happening. And so that's why we have pushed this so hard. And, you know, if you're out there listening and you understand it, don't just take this information and keep it to yourself. It's, uh, it's good information. Share it on Facebook. Share it on, on your website if you have it. And real quickly, on New York Times did an article in Europe right now in England. Uh, the government gave everybody a certain amount of money, $1,200 or something, maybe it was pounds, mm-hmm. to go through an energy auditor. Mm. To have the blower door tests and duct tests, blast more subsidies, tests, all of it, more because subsidies. they realized that everybody had yeah. to start reducing, and they had right. to start at the house. I we just lost all the Republicans. There, there's a program <laughs> um, that that's similar to that coming that does require an energy auditor to put together what's called an energy model um, to Here establish a, a baseline. It's it's in the works. Um, oh, wow. the government accredited professionals such as myself are having to um, go through additional things to participate in that program. But there is something like that coming that will establish a baseline, mm. put together the scope of work, and then they've got to reduce that um, energy use in that home. That's I cool. You'll bring that to our to attention when that happens. Yeah, we'll have then there's on. a test out. But anyway, so to answer your question, it, it is coming, whether it's new construction, existing construction. That's awesome. It's a healthy home, and it's efficient home. We, sometimes you have to spend money to make money, and that's the way it works. And, and you know what? If we do some subsidies like that, hey, that's fantastic because we're going to ultimately save, and that's what's key. So we want to thank Keith and also Scott. We'll have their information up on our website, but we want to thank you for coming into the Housing Hour and joining us. Share this with your friends and family. We'll have it up in just a moment on thehousinghour.com. We'll see you next week right here on WOKI. That's the Housing Hour with Kevin Ray for today. Join Kevin and his guests each week at this time to keep up with the why and the why not. You need to know, so come here to find out. This program is presented by Mortgage Investors Group.